This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Graveyard Shift. Stephen King took you to the edge with The Shining in Pet Cemetery. This time, he pushes you over. If it's brown, suck it down. If it's green, lick it clean. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess, episode 109, I'm Chris. I'm close to the microphone. <laughs> and I'm still Troy. Troy! That's me! Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, we watched Graveyard Shift. <laughs> so we watched Graveyard Shift. It was a movie. It sure was. It sure was. Wait, did we leave room for the intro music? <laughs> eh, I'll fix it. Have we done that for like the last ten episodes? <laughs> I fix it. I, yeah. don't, I don't think we. I don't think you do. I think so. The other day, a couple episodes ago, you put the outro music in the intro and the intro music in the outro. <laughs> I'll fix it in post. Post. Stupid. <laughs> he was drunk during post that time. <laughs> I gotta write the fixings. Yeah, if you had to listen to everything that goes on off mic, you'd be drunk too by the time it was over. <laughs> Shut, Shut it. <laughs> Are we going to do that uh, again? That's good. Just shut that's good. No, that's a good bit. Glad we're going to bring that one back. Shut it. Read your book. Shut it. Topical. Read your book. One day I'm going to just read it verbatim. <laughs> you fucking just get on with the podcast? He's going like, to download the script and just, just start kidding. reading the script. Lover. Now do your podcast. Excuse me, hold on. Did you just refer to me as lover? Ah, Chris. I'm just checking because I thought that's no, what you said. No, Danny Glover. Yeah, Danny Glover, you know? I am getting too old for this shit. Now read, read, now read your book. So we start <laughs> off. Now read your book. For Christ's sake. Okay. Yeah, we really want to talk about this movie. You got a window, Chris. Fucking go with it. Uh, Rats. Oh, okay. So I'm getting a visual cue that it's okay to go. Rats machine cotton. Cotton machine rats. Come on, Chris. Let's talk. So Steve Carell's dad, right? (laughs) (laughs) He's a... He's working in the basement of a cotton refinery. And it's like 190 degrees down there, apparently, according to the thermometer. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't you die after a little bit? Well, funny you should say that. He drinks a lot of Gatorade. It's fine. Oh, okay. As long as you keep hydrated, your skin won't cook. Yep. And he, uh... Well, they gotta give it's it, not even they the get boiling good, point of water. He'll be fine. Yeah, they get a good sear on the outside, and they kind of cook him low and slow afterwards. That's fine. Hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. So old uh, Steve Carell's dad, he's feeding cotton into the cotton machine. And there's a lot of rats. That's important. They're just staring at him with their beady little rat eyes. They do be having him surrounded. So he uh, he throws a rat into the cotton machine as a warning to the other rats? I, I figured yeah. it was to feed the cotton gods. Yes. And then he, uh, 
he, he punches a wall and messes up his hand. Yep, because it's too damn hot down there. The heat's too damn high. And, uh... So he drops another rat in there. Another rat. Mm-hmm. And then some kind of shadowy monster... Shadowy monster. Gives him a, quite a fright, and he falls into the cotton machine. Machine. Uh-huh. And then, uh-huh. And then his, his lower leg comes out. I'm just trying and, to spice it up, Chris. I mean, I got Boarsville over here. What do you want me to do? <laughs> and then all the cotton comes out red afterwards. Get back to book reading, nerd. Mm-hmm. Ain't cool oh. like me. Oh, and apparently this movie is inspired is uh, based on a story by some dude named Stephen King. Yeah, he, he's wrote is Saul it, Stephon is, King. Is it, is it Stephon? Stephon King, I believe. It oh, okay. Is. Yeah. Yes. Or Kring. Stefan Kring. Tim Tim Kring? Tim Burton. Alright, movie by Tim Burton. Let's go, Chris. Come on. <laughs> uh-huh. So then, uh, the next day... Which one was John Depp? John, he's the one with the hat. John! He's a grown man now. Although I was excited to say in the credits that Brad Dorf was in this movie, because I love him in horror movies. <sighs> yeah, Brad Dorf in anything makes it a little bit better. Why you look nervous? Yep. Because yeah. of you, mostly. Do you need a haircut, Chris? Is that the problem? Yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> Looks like you've done it. Twirls, now get on. Yeah. Pardon me while my home, my landline rings here through the podcast. Landline? No Jesus, what is this, 1998? It's 1990 when this movie was made. Yeah, if you ever wonder why Troy sounds funny, it's because he still uses a dial-up modem to connect. Yep. Bleeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeee
And we have the bar brought to you by Michelob. I thought it was Could like be... a cafe with a bar in it. I don't know because every fucking looks like light they have fixture, a nice brunch. Every light fixture had Michelob on it, and there were a couple plaques or like neon signs around the bar, the around the the bar restaurant that also said Michelob. What do you want? Anything but Michelob. Get out. <laughs> So then, uh, we we get a drifter guy who shows up. Yep. Who all the the ladies get all wet for, mm-hmm. and all the men call him college boy. Yeah, I don't know why. The, like he just shows up and asks for a blue collar job, but obviously uh, he doesn't he's a, run around flapping a diploma in people's faces. He's he's all edumacated. Like yeah, most college college graduates known for their <laughs> fucking vagrancy normally. <laughs> Well, these days, maybe. I'm out of college. You got a job sucking rats? <laughs> so he heads up to the... Says everyone. The the cotton distillery. Oh, no, the cotton distillery, which is named Bachman Textiles, which I thought was a nice uh, reference to, to Stephen King's uh, career. And he's, uh, okay. he, he's, he's hanging out and talking to... Uh, what, what's the guy's name? The the toughest librarian ever because in his office he has both a card catalog and a punching bag. Uh, I think we called him Dickhole Brown. Well, yeah, he he That's should. That's a be, collaboration of names, of course. He should be he should be played by Clancy Brown, but instead he's played by Dickhole. And we called so. him Dickhole Foreman, so Dickhole Brown. Dickhole Foreskin Brown. <laughs> That's what he boxed under back in his Golden Glove days. Yeah, Dick Hole, instead of a skin brown. Instead of a pair of those, you know, nice like red, white, and blue flag boxers, he just wore like a speedo <laughs> made out of brown dick skin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway. <laughs> dick, dick, dickhole Brown, or whatever the fuck I'm supposed to call him. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait till we get to Brogan. That's my favorite name, I think. Though, but he did have uh, he had a nice like New Englander accent, and then combined with Brad Dwarf's uh, Southern accent, what was it, Chris? He determined that he was in Southern. We were in Southern New England. Southern New England. You and know, that, South New England. Is that like Northern Florida? Oh God, no. No, that's that's called Georgia. Mm, yes, quite. How droll. How droll, indeed. So, uh, <laughs> Dickface, whatever his name. Yeah, Dickface. <laughs> Let's just go with Dickface. Dickface Brown. Dickface Brown. He hires him on at minimum wage to work the graveyard shift. Sucking rats. Womp, womp, womp. Because it's now his job to feed the cotton god that lives yeah. in the basement. Yeah, with, like, giant burlap sacks of cotton with rats in them. Rats. And on his first night, he meets up with uh, Brad Dwarf. He's all jacked up on trucker speed. <laughs> yeah. Going on about Viet Cong rats. <laughs> rats the size of dogs, man. Because Charlie's in the cotton. <laughs> yeah, everybody in this movie seems to suffer from some sort of... Post-traumatic stress disorder? <laughs> yeah. <and> drug addiction? <laughs> yeah, both of those things. Everybody either served in Vietnam and is mentally scarred. Post-traumatic stress addiction? Yeah, they're addicted to post-traumatic stress. 
<laughs> I also love how Brad Dorf's like, yeah, give me these. You have to meet them on their. I own need to have life scarring events. Yeah, you have to meet them on their own terms. They shows like his ankle pistol. I'm like, what the fuck does a pistol have to do with a rat's term? <laughs> it's a danger. Rats are world renowned for their ability to have high noon style shootouts with one another. <laughs> I saw it on one of them nature documentaries by Walt Disney. Yeah, they can outspit a pit viper, I guess. I don't know. Pretty good with a six iron, too. But yeah, he goes like on and on about the VC, and he even cries at one point. Like, you can literally see a tear running down from his eye. Like, if the scenery had not been made I of metal cotton machines, he would have been gnawing on it. Into his dick. The fuck are you talking about now? <laughs> Go ahead. All I, heard was, all I heard was dick. Yeah, dicks on dicks. Dicks on, on dicks. dicks on dicks on dicks. <laughs> Glad that's a bit now. Everybody drink. <laughs> the Slaughterhouse Princess drinking game is drink until you think it's funnier. <laughs> that's a lot of, that is a lot of drinking. <laughs> so anyway... Okay, so Brad Dorf is crazy. It's, it's creepier than the rats. Yeah. And, um, old, uh... Although I did want him to have a conversation with Javier Bardem from uh, Skyfall. That would be a good, good chat. That, that would be kind of interesting to watch, more so than the rest of this movie. Yeah, this movie is a series of scenes that don't seem to necessarily mesh up with one another. Yeah. But uh, I think next drifter protagonist guy uh, meets. I think I termed her Flashdance because she's. I think she's supposed to be sexy, but Chris like, called her the, no boobs. It's the 1980s, <laughs> so they don't understand what sexy is because they're all high on coke. Trucker speed. They couldn't afford coke. Now in the 80s, coke was everywhere. Apparently. Was there a brick in your face? Oh, heavens. Flash stitches? I was afraid that that was going to come up, and then it did. This podcast is over. All right. So anyway, he meets up with that one broad, and they're all like... <sighs> and she's she's AFR, or or DTF, if you don't listen to other podcasts. Afra? The TIFF? She's available for Rumpy Pumpy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also known as down to fuck. Well. Yeah. And she she babbles on about some inconsequential shit. Yeah. And, um... And they, and they cut some bald guy who has to clean up some rats? Yeah. Yep. And then, and then he, he, he gets it by the giant monster. Yeah, which kind of reminds me of the, uh, the guys from Crawl who, uh... And I'm not sorry, Crawl. Beastmaster... Where they like wrap their uh, arms around the guys and shake their arms with the membranes and the bones fall out. So yeah, like my, my yeah my note on here was like, are we watching Beastmaster now? I wish. Yeah, been cooler if we was. Yep. So now another guy gets murdered in the basement and murdered. Yeah, sure. And then um, um yeah, with Ned Flanders. CSI. <laughs> um, <laughs> at, at some point, the the other guys give him a rat burger. Yeah, which mm, I was like, rat oh, images. 
oh, let me call the health inspector real quick and get your ass shut down because you apparently have rats on demand. No, nah, man, this was the 90s. It was a different time. You could eat rats freely. Yeah, without all that shave associated with it. Yeah. Yeah, you just page the rat man. 2016, and, uh, down with the rat eating oppression. Okay. That seems stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so yeah, they serve a rat burger to protagonist, and then him and Flashdance drive off, and she tells him she's from Castle Rock because it's a Stephen King story, and somebody has to mention Castle Rock at some point, so take a drink. And um, then then there's some broad who gets mad at, at the dickhole foreman, and smashes up his Cadillac. And then I, that's where I named her Spunky Brewster. And a uh, protagonist stops Dickhole from, you know, punching a woman out in the street in the middle of the day with a hundred people watching. They're in the parking lot, Chris. Don't well, mislead it, the audience, please. It is better to burn out than to fade away. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Because so, he, really, he really should be Clancy Brown. I don't know. Be. I don't know why they didn't get him for this movie, but he basically is playing Clancy Brown, playing this character. So then, to show his appreciation for stopping him from beating a woman up, he gives him the opportunity to clean up the the place for more money. Yeah. Or something. Well, you know, the, the 4th of July is coming up when the union... All the union employees get the day off, and all the non-union employees get laid off. I'm not sure how exactly that works. Fucking scabs. Yeah. Are are you okay, Brett? Yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) All right. Did you drop a lighter? No. A cigarette? Yes. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yes. So then, then uh, Reginald Blackman shows up because there's a, an open yeah, job. Yeah, it's quiet. Oh, yeah. Mm. Token black, token black man, take a drink. Token Reginald. Yep. And and, and he's listening listen to jive music on his Walkman, apparently. Yeah. So he also gets a job cleaning up the the basement or. Whatever. The rat pond? Yeah. Yeah. So now everybody goes down to clean up the, the basement. Who's down there with him? Uh, well, we got, um, Harold, Reginald, Reginald Blackman, mm-hmm. protagonist. Yep, we got Flashdance. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we have the, Brogan. What we call Alex, him? Alex Brogan, the last Starfighter. Come Fuck on. Fuck you, Brogan. Fuck you, Brogan's down there. Yeah, the last Starfighter. And then the other guy, remember him from all his other scenes, you know, Baldy. Yeah, sure. Well, there's long hair, kind of long haired guy who looked vaguely familiar. Yeah, he's but down there. He's that guy yeah. that played Thor. Yeah, it's Chris Hemsworth. Is yep. down there. Yeah, they both have hair. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I can see your confusion. <laughs> Considering Chris Hemsworth was probably, I don't know, fucking fifteen. That was a joke I made. Was it? It's yep. so hard to tell. It was humor. When you're making a joke. That's my attempt at humor. Yeah, attempt. Whoop! I mean, <laughs> wait a second. So, um, uh, 
we're treated to a sweet musical number. By the Beach Boys, Surf and Safari. I knew that one off the top of my head. I love the Beach Boys. And and the rats the rats are surfing on, on pieces of wood because they're hosing out rats with a fire hose like you do. I like how yeah, fuck you Brogan goes. Yeah, he really enjoys it or is terrified of it. I'm not hundred percent sure where he falls on that. I think both. I think he enjoys terror. Meanwhile, uh protagonist is shooting rats with a slingshot and diet Pepsi cans. Yeah, his preferred ammunition. And I don't know, some guy gets fired for fucking off or something by by dickhole guy. Well, and Spunky Brewster gets uh, re- sent down to to the rat basement because she beat up his car, and then Wilhelm screams and dies. Yeah, because she fell down the stairs, and then the rats at her. Yeah, it's spy rats. Yep. Or and then there's then there's a roll top desk that has rats in it, so they spray it down with a fire hose, and for some reason it. Just reminded me of Ghostbusters for some reason. Remember, he screamed at it too. Yep. I I don't think they crossed the streams though, so that's good. There was only one stream. Mm-hmm. So now, but the flowers were still standing. That's the important thing. Yeah. So so now, okay. So exterminator guy is going to get fired because he put all the rats in the stream, and he now has a dog because fuck you. Yeah, what, did we determine if the dog, the dog named Moxie, was a disco bandit or an accordion thief? I would like to think disco bandit. Yeah, I would like to think a disco accordion. You don't even know what we're talking about. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, but for some reason, Dickhole Brown sends uh, Brad Dorf Extreme Exterminator and Moxie to a graveyard for no reason we can actually comprehend? Yeah, because he had to trap the rats in the graveyard. Rats do be hating graveyards. Although then, the, the dog was doing shots, so I don't think it was 21, so I can understand why it needed to be punished. But And because of reasons, Brad Dorf gets his head smashed up by a coffin. Yep. That was a pretty neat scene. I like that. He ate that coffin with his face like a champ. <laughs> and then we cut back over to all the jerks that are cleaning the basement. Yeah, and my question was, was this mill built on an ancient Indian burial ground? I certainly hope so. It's a mill for souls. Soul mill. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's just a bad idea, Chris. Mm. That actually made more sense than the rest of this movie. I'll give you that, but still. Yeah. That isn't saying much. So, okay, they find some kind of, I don't know, trapdoor that leads well, to the secret underground labyrinth underneath yeah. of the mill. And then Flashdance properly fails to walk and hurts herself. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they find um, the fucking bootleg distillery down there. Yeah, like, I'm not sure what that was about. And, uh... They're, they've got to get Maltovs because Dickhole has just lost his fucking mind, so he paints his face up and is like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna make Maltov cocktails out of this mystery liquid. And Yeah. Oh, oh we forgot. Um, 
F.Y. Brogan uh, had spiders on his face, so he kind of made, like, girly panic sounds and then fell through a ladder and died? Yeah, and he fell in the red water. Yeah. Red blood feces water? Oh, yeah. and since, and since he didn't have any... feces there, that's how I know. And since he didn't have any spinach, he couldn't fight off the octopus? Yeah, the octopus monster. We yeah. don't we don't ever see the octopus monster again. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. So now, now our team somehow gets split up, and protagonist and Flashdance fall into the underground stream full of coffins and red water and they, bones. They, lots they, and lots of bones. They float. They yeah. float down that while while Dickhead and Longhair and Reginald Blackman um, go another way, and Reginald Blackman finds a hole in a wall. Oh, here we go. So he, he puts his hand in the hole in the wall. That tone's because firing up. He's get, he has what that, else, what else that would you do with a hole in the wall? Like it, always, it keeps going up a little <laughs> bit, and that's how you can really tell that he is just pissed off that he has to talk about any of this. So go ahead with your hate, Nash. Hey, I enjoyed this movie intellectually. Yeah, horse shit. Go on. So, so Reginald Blackman gets killed because he put his hand in the wall hole. Like, no, how did you describe it? Uh, wet hole fisting, I believe, was mm-hmm. the, the term you used. Wet hole fisting. I could have done without that, thank you. Foley work. Yeah, I know. Topical, Topical foley work. Well played. And they find the river. The river. They, they suddenly river. have Boston accents. And uh, they all end up in the in the giant bone chamber. Yeah, like how? Why was there a passageway from the mill to the graveyard? I mean, were they grinding the bones of Englishmen to make their flour? I'm I'm confused. Yes. Yes. Because how else would you? Yeah. Well, of so, course. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Though they do end up in the rat bat bat rat burrow. Whoa, whoa, rat bat bat rat. <laughs> that changes nothing. It's, a, it's another thing you don't get. Yeah. Uh, and they eventually have to face the boss bat, but that's different. And and then at this point, dickhole guy, he's totally lost his fucking mind. So he's just trying to kill everybody. Yep. And I was so hoping the protagonist was going to use a jawbone to slay um, hordes of men, but instead, uh, what's her name? Uh, Flashdance has to beat, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Dickhole Brown over the back with a board. Yeah, and then... um, She gets gutted, though, which was... Yeah. You would think one of them would have picked up a femur and used it like a club or a baseball bat. No, there was no giant black monoliths there, so they couldn't actually club each other with femurs. Uh, the dude whipped a half a skeleton at the other dude. Yep, that Still, did happen. Yep, no black monoliths though. You have to have a black monolith to have fevers, femurs, fevers. Yeah, they hit each other. hit each other with femurs. Yes. Wait, why? I don't understand. Because 2001. <laughs> oh, a space odyssey. Oh, ain't nobody got time for that. Get out of here. Anyway, because it's what? better when I explain wait. the joke. It makes it funnier. Wait, 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 wait. Is Brett implying that this movie was not on par with a Stanley Kubrick movie? He don't know nothing. Look at him. Just... <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm not, I'm not sure I can get behind that statement. 
That's, <laughs> I wish that's, we, we need to do a video podcast. That's so a good funny. visual gag you're doing on this fucking podcast, man. We'll play. Go on. I'm trying. Uh, so anyway, Dickhole Brown runs off, and protagonist follows after him, and then Dickhole Brown gets ate by the bat rat rat bat. Yep. Yep. And then uh, after getting the come hither claw from from the uh, the rat bat bat rat. And then uh, protagonist climbs up a shaft. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm going to shut my mouth now. <laughs> He's a bad mother. <laughs> That's the important thing to take away. Anyway. And and then they're back in the basement where they feed the cotton gods. Yep. Although I did, at one point I wondered, like, there's just like piles and piles and piles of bones down here. How is there anyone left in this town, given the sheer number of skeletons that we've seen underneath this mill? There was a ton rapid of Rapid reproduction. <laughs> not that rapid. I mean, are they cloning people from the skeletons? I'm not sure. There's something in here that makes women pregnant for a month. That actually makes sense. Which says a lot about this movie. Graveyard shift. Yeah, you know. <laughs> quick gestation cycles. It all makes sense. Yes. So now old uh, protagonist uses Chekhov's slingshot. <laughs> Nobody yes. ever mentioned the goddamn slingshot that not in true. the beginning of the Who Did. Yeah, we did. No, you didn't. Troy yep. did. I, I did, thank you. It. All right. If, I, I believe Troy. <laughs> I made sure to mention it at least once, just so we could uh, right. reference I don't, I don't think Chris did, though. No, I didn't. You're, you're fucking everything up. <laughs> shut, Stop it. Shut. Shut. So they kill the monster. The day is saved, and we're treated well, to a dope hip hop remix. Although we, okay, to be fair, the why'd you geez. wrap it up so abruptly, Chris? Because I'm being an <laughs> asshole. He uses a pop can in the slingshot to trigger the machine that eats the cotton and instead eats the rat, bat, bat, rat. It feeds the rat, bat, bat, bat to the cotton monsters. Yes. Well, we yes. got through that. Yep. And it was only slightly less fucking useful than most of our synopsises. <laughs> yeah, I will say... Um, this movie was not my favorite movie ever. <laughs> yes, Brett. Yeah. I have an unpopular opinion. Uh-oh. I enjoyed the movie. That is an unpopular opinion. <laughs> the scenes were all over the place, I'll give you that. That was pretty baffling to go from inside shots at night to outside shots at daytime. Sure. But the the rest of it, I thought was great. Being surrounded by rats, everyone looked like they were whacked out on Sudafed. <laughs> the whole movie was great. Great. Yep, I liked it. <laughs> it was wacky as fuck. I I'm gonna say that Brett apparently was high while watching this movie. No, because <laughs> strangely because enough, <laughs> this movie made no fucking sense. Um. There was yeah, but great movies don't have to make sense necessarily. Yeah, but I mean, you I know. suppose uh, for for you personally, there has to be some kind of balance. But I thought it was good. No, no, I I have to say I think it was pretty boring. I don't find the right rats menacing at all. It's just a bunch of like large. It looked like a bunch of large mice looking at me. Um, half the time they were wet. 
for no obvious reason. I uh, they were sweating. We talked about that. Yes, sweating. They, they were sweating apparently. <laughs> um, I mean, as uh, as DTF as Flashdance was, nothing happened between her and the protagonist, and it was just I don't know. This movie was boring. And I kind of wished I hadn't watched it, and I don't recommend other people watch it. Chris, what do you think? I, I agree with Troy because <laughs> I like Listen opinions that are right. Come on, this movie was a confusing mess. <laughs> it didn't make a whole lot of sense. <sighs> I don't. I don't understand why the giant monster was a, a bat rat. It seems like it rat bat should have been should have been a fucking rat. That would have made a little more sense. Yeah, but a bat rat was cooler. I uh. I didn't particularly care for it. I like the part where Brad Dorf is crazy all the time. That's fun. Come on, yeah, with man. like with his sh- shedding a single tear while talking about the Viet Cong rats, which was just like, what the fuck? At several points during this movie, I I was asking what what the fuck is even happening right now? <laughs> why, why is this happening now? There's nothing. I don't. It seems like there's a whole nother movie that would explain this movie that would make it make sense, but nobody made that movie. <laughs> a prequel. Yeah. <laughs> well, not made for Simon. Mean, this movie felt like it was made for TV because all the all the scary bits were toned down. There was like I said, there's apparently some like love story going on between two of the characters where nothing happened. Like it was, it was just. It was all over the place. Yeah, I'd say you can skip this one and feel pretty good about your decision. You probably yeah. would, Chris. And unless you are the same mindset of Brett, and then you should watch oh, this movie. Oh, good God, you should run right the fuck off a cliff. Yeah, you but should. Watch the, but watch the movie first. Watch the movie first, of course, then run off yeah. a cliff. But don't blame the movie because no movies don't cause you. suicide. No, Black Sabbath does. Yes. Fair Everybody enough. knows. Everybody. Everybody. And, and video games. Everybody. Everybody. So, uh, and, and Dungeons and Dragons. That also causes suicide. Cannibal Corpse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a fun game. It's a fun game about what, what causes suicide. I like it. Sadness. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good bit. Depression. Happiness. <laughs> no, you're not nice. very good at this. <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna follow this up with another recommendation we have received. Yep, from my coworker Elliot. We're gonna watch Yakuza Apocalypse, which I assume is about a Yakuza apocalypse. I, I that, that that's reaching. And um, yep, that'll be that'll be next time. Yep. I can't imagine that'll be next be, time. You can't imagine what it'll be. It'll be worse. It'll be, it'll be worse. So say, Brett. Do the thing that you do. Shut. <laughs> Recommendations, suggestions, people, tell us things. You can find us on the Facebooks because we're Slaughterhouse Princess. You can find us on YouTube some capacity. You can find <laughs> us on iTunes, we're Slaughterhouse Princess. You can find us on Stitcher, we're Slaughterhouse Princess. Slaughterhouse Princess podcast at gmail dot com, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Reddit 
SHP Podcast at Reddit. Twitter. 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 Slaughterhouse. Prince. No. Princess. No, you, you, it's Slaughter. <laughs> Preakness. Slaughter Prince. Slaughter Prince. Yeah. Slaughter Prince. It's slaughter. Slaughter Prince. Like Paul Prince. Slaughter Prince. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I got a fucking mention of goddamn Google Play. Shut the fuck up, Chris. <laughs> Is that all of it? Was that? Oh, SlaughterhousePrincess.com. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that that's admirable, I guess. You're a little out of practice. That was a bunch of words that came out of Brett's face. Yeah, and uh, good luck with Google Play, by the way, because, yep. man, it, it's a convoluting mission. We're not going to fucking yeah. help. Apparently, you have to go to the actual music site to search for us. I'm not sure why that is. But we're on there if you feel like putting the effort in. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, Yakuza Apocalypse next time. Yeah. Thank God for something. Yeah. <laughs> I have one last thing to say. I'm sure you do. Oh, I do. I know that we are not typically a uh, political podcast. Oh, God. But I just got to say it. Okay. Palin Dahmer, 2016. I'm sorry, Dahmer? You're a good boy, Brad. Good boy. <laughs> I'm not touching you. <laughs> Just think your finger it is here and kind of wiggle it around. They like that. <laughs> I don't want to touch anything he's got going on. <laughs>